0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to a Monday edition of the Under Your Barbell podcast. Got myself and Nicole here and really looking forward to a a great podcast today. We're going to do some quick life updates and then we're going to follow it up with talking about uh, one rep maxes, how that works potentially inside of our facility, how it works in the weightlifting world and things like that. So uh, first off, we've both been traveling a lot. Nicole, why don't you fill them in a little bit on your last two weeks?
1: Um, yeah. So my last two weeks, I well, I've been here at the gym uh, most often. Um, Brenton will kind of tell you he was all over the place. Um, but Memorial Day weekend, I did lift at nationals. So I, it was a quick trip. It was in Kansas City this year, which uh, is like about two hours from where we live. And um, so I drove down Friday night, lifted Saturday morning, drove back Saturday night. Um, it was fun. It was very different from other national meets that. Um, I've kind of been to because I think this for this one um, I it was the first time where I like almost didn't qualify. And so qualifying for me was like the big high, you know, like five, five or six weeks ago. And then um, being able to just be out on that stage was kind of rewarding for me. Um, and uh, this is the first time I've owned a gym while lifting in a national meet. So um, my focus was a lot more on making sure everything was being held down over here because Brenton was out of town. But being, the, being able to kind of drive two hours, get on a national stage, lift, make a total and drive back home was uh something that was pretty cool so
0: yeah awesome so how did your lifts go what did you yeah so up? I
1: went uh three for six uh not the best snatch day I went one for three in the snatch at 79 opener um and then missed 82 twice uh and then in the clean and jerk uh, I actually had a really good clean and jerk day I wish I would have finished my last jerk um I went uh, 99, 101, and then cleaned 103 on my last attempt and missed the jerk. So I finished with a 180 total. Uh, my best total ever is 182. So for kind of the surrounding circumstances and what was going on, a not bad day at all.
0: So for our listeners who like to know what pounds are, do you know your pounds in snatch? Uh, it's really, are- that's
1: hard for me. Um 80 kilos. No, I don't. I don't know the snatch, honestly. I think 80 is around uh 176 pounds around there, so that's about what I snatched. And then uh 101 is 222, and 103 is 226 ish in, in pounds for clean and jerk. So, um, yeah, those are about my numbers in pounds.
0: Cool. Well, I was traveling, um, as well as Nicole uh, mentioned, I was fortunate enough to head to the central regional, uh, for the CrossFit games, was able to see some athletes there. I worked uh, on the microphone throughout that weekend, had a great time. And then this last weekend, I actually went up to Chicago and I was, um, at the two brain summit, uh, it's a Chris Cooper summit for his affiliate. So I was able to just kind of get some more education on, um, how to run a business. And I, and I got a lot of good tips. And it was a overall a very rewarding trip, and I'm glad I went. So we're kind of at that point now as a facility here in the first week of June where we're starting to look into um, our next strength cycle and setting some more baseline numbers for people. We've had a handful of people join here in the last couple weeks. So you know, looking at starting a new strength cycle for them, getting some new numbers for our original clients who started the uh, strength cycle when we first opened back in March. Um, so today I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking with Nicole uh, a little bit about mindset, a little bit about how um, the different differences in you know weightlifting in comparison to potential general fitness. You know, getting your one reps, getting stronger, getting better because that's ultimately I think the main goal for everybody. So let's just get right into it. Today we are testing the back squat um, here at our facility. So Let's talk about a little bit of the communication. Nicole, you've been coaching already all morning. What's Mm -hmm. some of the communication you had with the members um, from the moment they walked in the door? So, for instance, I walk in the door, I'm maxing out my back squat today. What's that day going to look like?
1: Um, I honestly, as a coach, I don't put it's no different than any other day. Like, um, so last week we did four by one at 95%. The week before that we did, you know, lower percentage, more reps. And and so we've been working on this consistent squat cycle. So, I mean, today's kind of just another Monday here with back squat, except that the program is find a new one rep or work to a heavy. So honestly, when I write programming, I really don't even like to write find a one rep max. Um, and I think I'm just um, I know two different worlds right I know the CrossFit world and the weightlifting world and in the CrossFit world I I sometimes see that people will load the bar and die by that weight that they've never squatted by or lifted or clean and jerked or whatever and by what I mean by that is you know if their best back squat ever is 300 they're gonna go like 275 310 because while well, the program says find a one rep max and that's, that would be a new one rep max. So that's what I'm going to do where kind of like weightlifting world. It's the verbiage a lot. A lot of times is find a heavy single for the day, meaning like you should be primed to PR today. So we're going to try and find a heavy single and see what happens. Right. And I think when you approach uh, one rep maxes in that light, Uh, You usually are a lot more successful because you're focusing on success, right? So you're going to find a heavy single. You're not focusing on this specific um, one rep max number that may be out of reach for the day, right? We don't really know what our clients did over the weekend. It's been really nice here. There's a lake close. A lot of people are out on the lake in the sun all weekend. They're regular people, right? All those things are going to affect their one rep maxes. And so kind of starting the day off, um, I don't really even hype it up that much. Like I want them to warm up well. I want them to get in good squat form, mentally prepared to squat. But honestly, that's every day, every Monday here, every day we squat here. So
0: so I want to go two directions with this. One is what are some of those factors that potentially could hold somebody back um, and then follow it up with maybe what's some steps that somebody could take um, and potential to get in a new uh, heavy single, and we'll talk more about that as we go. But let's start there with the what's specific things that put, could potentially hold somebody at hold somebody back. You talked about what, yeah. we don't know what they were doing this weekend. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I think when we work with um, the everyday population. Uh, The control that we have or the control that we know is there is a lot less than when we work with higher level athletes, whether they're sports, uh, high level sports specific athletes, weightlifting or CrossFit athletes. your athletes generally are on a schedule. They're on a sleep schedule and eat schedule. Usually they're younger, they don't have families, they don't have kids. They're kind of just responsible for themselves. Um and those are the athletes that or those are the clients that will look ahead on their programs. They know it's coming um etc. that that kind of thing. So those athletes uh we almost expect them to have a little bit more success, right? Where our general population, of course we expect them to have success. They've been working, they've been showing up, but those, that's the population that, you know, they could, have, um, they could have exercised last Wednesday and then, you know, not been in the gym again until Monday. They could have went to the lake Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with their family, right? Um, they could have not gotten that much sleep. Maybe they have young kids at home. Maybe they have older kids at home that they just don't get enough sleep. Um, maybe they're, they went hiking yesterday with their family or went biking with their family, all the stuff that we're getting them prepared to be doing, um, and doing healthy, but, uh, it's going to kind of affect performance in the gym as far as one or a max day goes or, um, a max out day would go. But, that's not something that we're essentially uh, mad about or kind of upset with them. Like, you know, if I get a member that comes in and says, yeah, I just, you know, I was really tired today. I had a rush here at 6am because we're going out of town today and I don't usually lift at 6am. So I didn't think it went that great. Well, like fine, you know, you got here. So, um, I think when dealing with the general population, that's the the focus is a lot more off oh my goodness let's pr and more on like the bigger picture and if we're making success kind of all around
0: yeah i i definitely want to tap into that the emotional side of what can potentially happen inside your facility i think is is a big deal and i think ultimately the coaches are in charge of that you know if we prep it to where Hey, you know, we know they've done the work. They know they've done the work. But if we prep them and say, like, guys, you're going to one rep max today, and then a client doesn't do that, like, that's super failing. And that's going to cause um, you know, them to get discouraged. You potentially could get discouraged as the, as the coach, like, man, maybe my programming isn't working, etc. cetera. Um, but you don't know everything that they've been doing for potentially even the last week leading up to that, to that moment. Um, maybe they didn't warm up enough. Maybe like you said, they they're fatigued from a long weekend, things like that. Um, so with that being said, what's kind of, a good, a good level of practice as far as the coaching, because here's the, here's my worry, right? Somebody at one point in their life, like myself, okay, I've, I've back squatted over 400 pounds before and did it feel awesome? Yes. Now it was two years ago. Okay. I've been doing all this work, all the strength cycle. I see it today, find a new PR immediately as a human being, I'm going to think I need to be able to squat over 400 pounds. If that doesn't happen, The trickle of what we just talked about is is going to happen or is going to follow so let's talk a little bit about the conversation as far as where where that client was maybe eight weeks ago when they started that strength cycle and where they're at today and just kind of some different ins and outs with that
1: yeah so when when every one of that's like exactly what brenton said is kind of what i wanted to talk about and and he used himself as an example and i have a a client that was in this morning as an example but when everybody walked into our facility for the first time i got five bests from them right or PRs. so i got their snatch their clean and jerk their bench deadlift and squat right kind of those markers that we'll use and retest and whatever everything else in all honesty is a is an accessory i mean i've I've seen people post like push five rep max push press PR, right? Like your five rep push press is an accessory to your clean and jerk, right? Stuff like that. So, um, or your bench press, right? Depending on how you look at it. So those five main lifts are really the benchmarks that, that I care about as a coach and, um, that we kind of track here at the facility. Um, so when they came in, I got lifetime bests from all of them. Right. And, some people would say like Brenton Wall how much was that squat your best your lifetime best uh
0: 435 435 so a year and a half ago. right over two
1: years ago and your training was very different at that point yep. yeah so like so brenton would say oh well my lifetime best squat is 435 but you know i was on a squat program my knees were a lot healthier i was training this this much every day and so then uh after i got their lifetime bests or essentially like knowing what they were capable of i would ask them was that in the last year And almost 90% of the numbers they gave me were not. So then we got recent PRs, right, within the last year. So what kind of shape have you been in within the last year? Okay, let's go after those numbers first. So
0: so as an athlete, I started this current cycle that we're on, and my number was 375. So you think it's fair for me to be able to try and justify today's one rep max based off of that performance, whatever it was, eight weeks ago or six weeks ago?
1: So that's what I would kind of as a coach really look at. Okay. So when we started working on this, Brendan was squatting 375. So now today I'm going to be happy with anything over 375. If he doesn't hit over 375, like I don't think the program is a failure or I don't think he didn't go hard enough. Like there's a ton of outside factors. Like we talked about, he's just been on the road for three days. Right. So, um, all, all situations kind of would have to be optimal um, but the 375 is a more realistic number to get a new heavy single today than the 435 was, right? So like Melissa this morning, um, one of our members, she, uh, she was maxing back squat and we've been working a ton with Melissa since she's been on here in here on squat form. She sat she used to sit way back on her heels, her butt would go way behind her feet when she stood and her whole chest would dip over. Um and in the back squat she could get away with it, but in her overhead squat she was having an issue, and in her snatch she was having an issue. So we kind of reworked her whole squat, brought her torso upright, got her way more in the midfoot, knees way forward, kept her in her quads, and um she's been doing really well. She's been making those technique changes and, and working there. So this morning, uh as she was warming up, I asked her what her best squat was again, and she said 215, but that was with my old squat form, so she immediately recognized it, and she said t- she said after that, I haven't really went heavy since we changed my squat, so I just kind of want to see where I'm at today, and and I was really proud as a coach because that's exactly that's what, what pre- right it, huh? yeah like that's what I was looking for was okay so we revamped her squat now let's see where we are and she hit 190 today which. Um she probably probably honestly could have loaded 195 and and it would have been like a 70 30 chance if she would have stood with it but I was happy as a coach with 190 she was happy um and now now I know okay with this new squat form that we're not even um done working on basically uh she's only uh 25 pounds off her her lifetime pr so um, and now her
0: knee doesn't hurt right doesn't hurt her snatch
1: forms way better just because yeah everything's better so um that was big success this morning already you know with somebody that was 25 pounds off their lifetime best but still got a really solid heavy single in this morning
0: so with that Um, I think it's important as the coach has those conversations because we have to remember that strength is relative. So there was probably some point inside of that strength cycle. I believe ours was eight weeks where a client said to me, man, you know, that's 75 percent four times or whatever it was at that moment. That felt really light. So. To build off of those moments and not distract yeah. it with the one rep max, I think is important because I know for sure last week um, we had a handful of clients that were, we did a four by one at 95% and they were completely blasting their 95%. Like it didn't even look close to 95%. Now we need to be careful to not make them automatically assume that now they're going to move um, more weight right away. So that last week they smashed their 95%. No problem try not to get caught up in that moment and getting them thinking, okay, next week, now you're going to PR by 20 or 30 pounds because that 95, because what may have happened is now they're just able to move that heavy load more efficiently and cleaner. And it doesn't necessarily mean they've put 20 pounds on their back squat.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, um, there's different ways to get, there's different means to get to an end, right? If I was coaching powerlifting and I was most concerned with the top number that somebody could squat, um, I would really be hammering that in, right? Like heavy singles all the time, maybe maybe fives and threes and stuff like that, but single, single, singles, and let's try and get that top number way up there. Where what we're most concerned about and out, what our clients are most concerned about is the ability to, to work, right? Or work capacity. So the ability to move those moderate or even heavier weights, like the 90s and 95% um, fairly easily, maintaining good position and a lot, um, you know, most of our our clients have no real issue doing eighty to eighty five percent of their one rep max for ten pretty solid reps, like at, at a pretty decent speed, you know? Um And that not only goes to the back squat and the deadlift and the bench press, but it also goes over to the snatch and clean and jerk where, uh, we don't just hammer in that top end number as weightlifters would do. Um, but we're more concerned with, can you hold onto the bar for a few reps at those moderate weights? Can you hit those moderate weights cleanly for, you know, three or four reps at a time? Um, so I think you really need to know in your facility, uh, what your members or what your clients are, uh, would most benefit from and what they care about most and also just know your athlete, you know, you're going to coach a powerlifting athlete different than a weightlifting athlete and different than a CrossFit athlete, um, all, uh, on one rep max day.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. So with that, let's, the last thing I have to touch on, um, because I know you do such a great job with nutrition, Nicole is if I am an athlete and I know that I have a one rep max coming up, let's talk a little bit about, um, our nutritional side, leading up to it after all that stuff. So we'll let's go ahead and just keep it on today's schedule. I'm back squatting my one rep max back this back squat this afternoon. Let's talk about nutrition within the last 48 hours. What should I have been doing?
1: Um, yeah. So we kind of talked on this uh, last week when we talked about heavy squatting, but um, really just the cleanest form of intake that you could have. Right. So um, less processed sugar, um, less fried foods, uh, that kind of thing. Very high quality food. A lot of it, um, about as much as your macronutrient recommendation is. Um, and maybe today, depending on, you know, what the rest of your workload is today, uh, maybe a higher intake day on back squat day, right? So if you're going to back squat in the afternoon, a higher intake day, uh, that day. If you're going to max back squat in the morning, um, probably a higher intake day the day before. Uh, so am
0: I saying, are you saying higher intake across the board, just carbs?
1: Yeah, across the board. So I'd probably do more of a, no increase in protein, really probably more like a bigger increase in carbs, like 30 to 40 grams extra and a, a more moderate increase in fat, like maybe three to six grams extra in fat, uh, just a little bit more calories for the day. Just because you probably have a little bit, um, of a caloric expenditure just from adrenaline and, and that heavy load. Um, I I do think that people think that you need this absurdly different nutrition intake for quote unquote max out day or, or heavy single day. Um, and that's really not true. Honestly, uh, we're not running a triathlon, right? We're just (laughs) lifting kind of heavy. So as long as you're properly fueled with, with quality food, um, you guys should, should be good to go.
0: One thing with that is talking about, you know, even supplementation as well. We just recently had a conversation about an athlete who showed up to a a competitive environment. He had been doing a a great job with his nutrition, you know, the eight weeks leading up to that competition. But then inside the competition, for, for whatever reason, he changed his mindset and super upped his food, started eating some different styles of food, uh, a little bit more dense. So that changed. And then he also, you know, changed his supplementation. He felt like now instead of one scoop of pre-workout for whatever reason he needed to do too. And I think that what people think like, Oh, I'm just going to get super jacked up today on pre-workout and I'm going to eat a ton of food. Like I'm going to eat a whole pizza and then I'm going to be able to squat so much. But what ha- have that happens is your body's not used to being in that state. So it immediately starts freaking out going, you know, man, I just got an extra 120 grams of caffeine on top of the extra 100 grams of carbs and then the extra 30 grams of fat. So essentially it's having to work double time before you even do any of the work.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, we see that a lot. And I think, honestly, I think the sport of weightlifting has taught me to not do that. Right. So like in weightlifting, because it's such a controlled competition, it's three snatches, three clean and jerks, you know, exactly what time you're going exactly when you're weighing in, like you can replicate that, you know, for the weeks before. And so like leading up to nationals, that's what I did. Right. I was going to lift Saturday morning at 10 AM. Well, luckily my training time every day is 10 AM. So I was pretty familiar with that, but I would know exactly what my meals were, you know, around it the night before, et cetera, how much water I used to have, how much coffee I would have before. And, you know, on meat day, after I weigh in, I may have like a treat, like something that I haven't really had in a while, right? Like maybe a pack of M&Ms or a cookie or something like that, but it's not like extraordinary, right? It's not um, McDonald's breakfast if I don't usually eat McDonald's breakfast kind of thing, right? Um, After is a whole different ballgame if you want to go out and celebrate or, you know, reward yourself or kind of. Um, being on this regimented training plan and eating plan, that's fine. But uh, it's really important on like a very important training day or a competition day to replicate what you do day to day to keep everything else the same and let you worry about the work on your program and not, um, like Brent said, not have your body worry about, you know, all this out of the ordinary um, situations that you're handing it.
0: Sweet. So let's just real quick recap kind of what we talked about today. So Trust your coaches. Coaches, make sure you have educated conversations with your members about potentially finding what's going to be maybe a new PR or maybe it's just a heavy single for that day. Make sure that that conversation is well understood and the progress is is shown in other ways. Uh, From a nutritional standpoint, let's make sure we keep everything the same. No need to. To get too crazy with it, as Nicole mentioned, you can maybe potentially up just a hair um, to make sure that you have the energy sources to perform, but let's not get too crazy with that. And then also just making sure that we keep the positive mindset. I'm I'm big on just enjoying the process. Enjoy the work that you've done up to this point and uh, enjoy potentially finding a new number for yourself in whatever stage you're in, if that stage isn't your lifetime best. Be okay with that. At least know that some some kind of progress was made, even if that doesn't show up in pounds or in kilos, um it can show up in other ways like we talked about with Melissa this morning, um form techniques and things like that. Okay. Anything else you want to touch on here, Nicole?
1: No. Um thank you guys for tuning in. Uh we're going to keep uh trying to pump some information at least weekly for you guys and uh, I mean even if it's just brenton and i's opinion uh so don't be afraid to send me messages on instagram on facebook uh through email um you can find me on instagram at at n caperso c-a-p-u-r-s-o 22 or you can find us as a gym on instagram at honor your barbell and brenton you want to give them your information
0: yep and i'm at i underscore am underscore brenton seven b-r-e-n-t-o-n seven and follow us on there you can kind of see a little bit how we handle ourselves throughout the day if you do have any more just in the gym honoryourbarbell.com is the place to f- uh, schedule your free intro we can get you inside that facility and get you started we hope you guys have a great week crush some caffeine and enjoy the rest of your week we wish you all the bless we wish you all the best god bless and let's get after it and be better